1: Hello, hello, hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. Hello, welcome and good morning. Yes, it's morning because no matter what time you're listening to this, no matter where you are in the world, if you're listening to what we are saying, then you are literally waking up. You're waking up to your true life. So I, I welcome you. I bid you a good morning. Thank you for joining. And as always, I will remind you, if you haven't (laughs) done this, you got to do this. You absolutely have to do this. If you want to see a shift in your life that is in the positive direction, that creates the reality that you want to create, you must, first of all, start with gratitude. You must be thankful. Be thankful in all things. It's not easy when there are things that are happening in your life that you're obviously not thankful for, but being thankful even in the face Of Things that you're not thankful for is so important if you want to be happy you must start there Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts and then secondly give you must give of yourself We're not here to just keep everything to ourselves And I'm really not just talking about material things just giving of yourself of your time of your your wisdom Just give give when you can giving is a two-way street when you give you receive at the same time and then thirdly We have this gift, this power to choose. It's something that no one can take from you. No matter what they take from you, you will always have the ability to choose what you think. You can never give that up. So you have this ability to choose, but I encourage you to love first and then choose. Now, if you've lived your life that way this past week, then I know you have had an amazing week. And you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So... I bid you a good morning, welcome, thanks for being here. I love the fact that you're listening, and tonight I think you're going to love it as well because I have a very special guest tonight. Um, This guest comes to me. Now, this is a little bit, a little bit beyond where, um, I'll just say it's stretching me a little bit. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud to say that because if we're going to grow and we're going to improve our lives and we're going to become more of what it is we were meant to become, we've got to get outside of our box. We've got to get outside of our own thinking. And so I was so very happy to meet this uh, young woman that we're going to have on the show tonight because she is pushing me to that limit. She's pulling me outside of the box. Um, and her name is Shoshana French. Shoshana is here with us. And uh, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Shoshana French is a psychic and magnifier of awareness. She draws on over 20 years of spiritual study and training in personal development when working with her clients. She has owned her business, Simple Spirit, for the last 10 years, providing training, retreats, and one-on-one session work. Working with Shoshana provides surprising clarity and a sense of validation. Her work leads to transformational results for her clients all over the world. Currently, she lives with her husband, Stephen, in Denver, Colorado. So I welcome Shoshana to the show tonight. And Shoshana, uh, please say hello to our listeners.
2: Hi, good evening, or I guess good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> it is a good morning. Um, I want to start first. Thank you for that great introduction. I want to start first with just saying uh, what I'm grateful for, because that is one of my favorite practices as well. It's a practice I learned um, many years ago. And so just thank you for having me on your show. And I really appreciate uh, what who you're bringing to the world and the conversation you're creating. So I feel really excited to be part of your community now of your podcast. So thank you for inviting me.
1: Oh, you're so, you're so very welcome. I appreciate that you're here. And as I as I mentioned, um, it, it's a the the world of of being a psychic. You're going to help us with this one. Uh, maybe I need more help than than anyone because I know that that's not a, not a world that everyone is familiar with. So I want to expose everyone to what this is really all about. And what I really liked about um, our conversation, Shoshana, and and I'll just let it, let everyone know that I just felt that. Um, it was very clear the way you were describing your work. Obviously, you're very knowledgeable. You bring a lot of wisdom to this. And uh, and so I wanted to have someone who's going to speak on this subject that is in that realm. And, and you fit that bill. So thank you for joining. I really appreciate your presence here today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I um, I know for those of you listening and for you, Clarence, that uh, the word psychic has, can have a lot of... Meaning automatically, yes. that word can carry a lot of weight. It can, mean, it can mean some really good things and it can have some negative connotations. And I'm hoping that through our conversation and people listening to this t- today that they have the opportunity to maybe also stretch themselves, see themselves in a way and hear that word and you know, hear the word psychic in a way that is empowering versus maybe bringing all the old meaning with it.
1: Right, right. You know, often we have these, uh, we, we do attach meanings to, to certain words and they stick with us for so, so very long, especially if you, if you were raised in a, in a time where people were not quite as aware of, of, of all that's around us. You know, there is a, I call it an invisible world, if you will, that's, that's around us that we just don't, uh, have immediate five sensory access to. And so anything outside of that, people begin to question. And so uh, I think people are a little more open to understanding that there is this world there that we can connect with beyond our five senses.
2: Totally. You know, when I started this, um, as I mentioned, or as you mentioned, 20 years ago, when I originally um, began to do, learn that I was psychic, understand that that was the gift that I had, had always had, that we all have, and started doing readings It was a really very fringe conversation I would have when I told people what I did. It's not so much now. When I tell people I'm a psychic, uh, almost the first thing people say is, oh, like that Long Island lady, right? On television. (laughs) So people kind of, it's in the, you know, it's in the collective. It's in even pop, you know, popular culture. Uh, people are talking about, in intuition and psychic ability. So I have a lot less of a, um, of a jump than I used to. Let's just say it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's okay when, you know, certainly when you hear it enough, people start to at least, uh, warm up to the idea and then they're, they're more open to, to hearing what the truth is about it. Um, so, you know, speaking of that, you talked about, um, kind of always knowing a little bit that you had some of this, how did that present itself to you? I mean, if, you know, you always knew you were a psychic, or you didn't know what it was. Tell us about how you started this.
2: Yeah, well, um, it starts. It's for me. It started when I was really young. Um, in my family, people were really good with people. We're good people, people. So my grandfather was a counselor. I had, an, you know, nurses in the family and teachers. So, you know, they're the kind of people who just meet people for the first time and can build instant rapport. In my grandparents were uh, the word they used from their you know training and their belief their spiritual path is discernment, which is typically a Christian word, and so they just said that I had the gift of discernment. I could just read people when I was eight years old. I could understand people's emotional responses in a way that was a little mature for an eight-year-old. Mm. So that I didn't totally understand what that meant. I just knew that. If someone was sad before they opened their mouth, I would know it. And if someone was angry, I could tell. And I almost felt like my job was to comfort them. My, my grandfather used to always, he for sure thought that I would become a counselor and I am of sorts, right? So I, I do teach people how to find their own gifts and find peace within themselves. It wasn't until for me, really understanding my gift didn't happen until I got to college. In my uh, freshman year, there was a metaphysical bookstore in the little town that I went to school. I went to school in a little tiny like cow town in Colorado called Greeley. And um, at my college, I went to this metaphysical bookstore and met this group of women that were all, you know, 20 to 25 years older than me. And they they taught me that this thing that had always happened was called psychic ability. I just didn't know – I didn't even know what that was.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, then that kind of started my path. And from there, that's always the word I've used for it. But now you'll hear me even in this conversation – You know, we're going to interchange the words intuition, awareness and psychic ability because they're all three the same word for me. Uh, So just to warn you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay good. I'm glad you clarified that because, uh, you know, I think there are these other words uh, people have maybe they're used to hearing more often the intuition piece. And, And we all know that we have each of us has a level of intuition. So is that true about psychic ability? We all have a certain level of psychic ability.
2: Yeah, one of the things that I um, most love doing with my clients uh is teaching them having them be able to recognize their own unique psychic gifts because we all have different psychic gifts. So that's primarily what I do with people is have them recognize maybe this thing that has happened their whole life whether it's, you know, for some people they get this feeling in their gut about places like something feels right or doesn't feel right and then we identify that as oh that's That's part of how your psychic gift works. So, learning how to identify that, and you know, for some people, like like you just said, exactly. For some people, I call that an awareness. For some people, I call that, oh, that's your intuition working. But they're all the same thing. I see.
1: I see. Well, interesting. And you were talking about having this uh, awareness uh, early on in life as a child. Um, I imagine growing up, not knowing exactly what that was until you got to college, it, it probably set you apart from, from your peers at, at certain, certain times. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. I, um, I, I was a little bit different anyway. You know, most 12 year olds aren't going to have this really serious conversion conversation with you. And that's what I would do when I was 12. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, sitting down and praying my testimony with people at 12 I was like a little kind of converter that's what I did and that's what I was that was what I was taught to do cuz that was my level of awareness at that time and um and then what I would say cuz I'm one of those kind of people that are happy all the time no matter what I'm one of those kind of people as my husband likes to say I'm happy no matter what and that also set me apart <laughs> right. and whenever right. I think part of why that was is I've always just felt this deep connection with what you called in the beginning of our conversation the invisible world I have felt connected to that my whole life and uh, you know does that make sense like kind of that beautiful absolutely
1: absolutely we'll take a quick break and we'll hear the rest of that when we get back
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer mediator and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break
1: your job going these days stop the frustration with your career give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level what you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you hi this is clarence caldwell you know me from true life academy a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world what you may not know is that i've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 90917 That's 8883 90917 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career.
4: Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years.
0: to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Shoshana French, and we are talking about being uh, psychic. Uh, Shoshana, when we were talking, you had a, I'll just say, a... uh, uh, I'll just call it a passion. I could hear it in your voice. I could uh, I could sense it that this was something that was very, very important to you.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. Uh, you know, the, the thing is that when when we are in this place where we sense our own abilities to be, I'll call it psychic, uh, how do you help people discover that or, or just live into that a little more?
2: Well, the first thing uh, that I do is I have people take a test. Um, it is a test that I designed. It's not too different from the Enneagram, which some people listening to, to your show might be familiar with, or Myers-Briggs, which is kind of another personality test. My test tests your intuitive personality. So it's a 36-question test. And then from that test, you, we can identify what your type is and then what your what psychic senses you use. And then from that, I can um, really teach anyone because then I get a sense of already how you're using your intuition because there are things uh, that happen to each of us that we wouldn't identify necessarily as intuition, which are, in fact, our intuition talking to us. So that's the first place I start with people is with that, the intuitive blueprint.
1: Ah, intuitive blueprint. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. I mean, it, it, so in, in some respect, everyone is a psychic, yes?
2: Yeah, everyone, everyone has psychic abilities. Everyone does. Everyone okay. is psychic.
1: Okay. So uh, as we were talking earlier, when, when this was showing up more for you than it was for anyone else around you, how did that play out in terms of your ability to connect with people or, the, or being accepted or, or maybe you, you kept it hidden or did it show up in any way for you?
2: That's actually a what an insightful question, Clarence. So what so I'll tell you this, which is that when when I got a little bit older, so when I was in my early 20s, so a number of years ago, and I really began to talk about these gifts a little bit more out loud, what I came to find out is that there were people in my family who had the same gifts. And they just had never really Talked about them. Um, it wasn't the sort of thing that you talked about. <laughs> so what I uh, what I discovered was that all these abilities that I had, they run in my family, and actually a lot of other people have them. We just don't talk about them. So you asked me very specifically, how was it to connect with people? What I what I noticed is that it's actually really easy for me to connect with people. It's uh, there's very few people that I have experienced where I'm not instantly able to make a connection with them. Um, whether it's, you know, whether we speak the same language, I've traveled all over the world and I, you know, making that connection with my gifts, even young, even as a young girl, I was able to make very easy connections.
1: Oh. well, you know, it, it, it's no, uh, it's no surprise to me because the first time you and I talked, uh, I thought, you know, this is a, you have such a great presence, even though we weren't sitting next to each other, I could just sense that presence that you have. Um, So obviously you do know how to connect with people, whether you're right in the same room or across the other side of the world. Uh, Maybe that comes with the ability to know that you're not in one place. You're connected to the rest of uh, this invisible world that we talk about.
2: Certainly, certainly. One of the first um, tools that I teach people is, and it's, I've now heard it echoed in lots of different places. So it's kind of, it's one of those things that we say, which is that truth is truth is truth. So whether, whatever form it shows up in, you know, Eckhart totally talks about it. um, We're observing like a scientist. That's one of the ways to access living a mindful life. And what I tell my clients is practice observing when you are observant, that's when you'll notice the things that are happening beyond your five physical senses. But your five physical senses are your access point, your access point to your intuition. Oh,
1: great. I love that. Uh, and, I, and I'm a, a, a staunch uh, reader of Eckhart Tolle as well. So, I mean, you're connecting here on, with many of our listeners as well as with me on this. And, and so the psychic thing isn't as all, you know, it's not, not all woo that I thought it would be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite words. I have to tell you it. Uh, I've given talks to Kiwana clubs, um, to, uh, to cops. I've talked to a wide range of different kinds of people. I spoke at a conference with uh, festival events, uh, planners and it, uh, you would think that there'd be a group that this doesn't land with, but No matter who it is I talk with, even inside of our conversation right now, everybody has had an experience that they just, they can't maybe totally explain with their logical mind. Like whether it was, they were thinking of someone and then that person called them or they just had a bad feeling about this person they were going on a date with and they went on a date anyway. And then the date was a disaster or, you know, that feeling that there's something wrong with your child and you go into, and there is, it's like, everybody has some story, right? Some story, what I call what my dad, my dad's a big biker. And so I always call it your metaphysical stories. He's got a metaphysical story that he's told me. <laughs> and so everybody's got one of those. Everybody's got at least one. And if we dig a bit, people have way more than one. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, Clarence, but the the I get really passionate about intuition in general, because I actually think it's one of those gifts that human beings have to bring ease and success to our life. When we're really trusting ourselves and using our intuition as the gift it's designed, it really does bring greater ease and connection with other people and ourselves.
1: Yes, it does. I I appreciate that very much. And, and, you know, you mentioned something that that I've used a couple of times as well, and I guess I didn't really put the word psychic in, in, uh, in, in context, but it was, uh, I use this, uh, it's not even a metaphor. It's a, rea- a real thing that, uh, birds called the starlings. They have these murmurations and they, they gather in groups of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and they're flying in formation all over the place. And, and they make these magnificent shapes, uh, when they fly, uh, and you, and it just looks like an art form in the air. And, those birds never run into each other <laughs> they're flying all over the place and then not one of them runs into the other uh, and i and i can only imagine that they're communicating at a level that we don't often understand and so and i do use that that uh, that example that you use you think of someone and the next thing you know they call you because uh, we're communicating also on a levels that we don't understand but we're not as in touch as um, as maybe some of the uh, the animal world or the birds
2: yeah, I think that what you're alluding to, there's a book that your callers might be interested in. It's called The Intuitive Compass. It's really interesting. Um, it's about what he says is that the uh, where intuition comes from or where that that happens is between logic and instinct. And I think um, when we were talking earlier about you know my childhood and being sort of connected in the way that I was, all children are connected that way. I think children are the most related to instinct you know when they're sad they cry when they're hungry they they let you know when they're tired though they may fight it they go to sleep There's sort of like a natural rhythm to their living mm-hmm. and as we become adults we sort of complicate things <laughs> it's like yes. if you think about we sort of you know like we get more sophisticated about um you know, thinking that those instincts that we're having are baser instincts and that we should, you know, ignore them and put ourselves on a schedule. You know what I mean? The, like now is not a good time to be hungry. That doesn't happen for an hour. So I'm not going to eat now. I'm going to wait until lunchtime.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> or like this feeling I'm having where I don't trust this person in front of me I'm about to sign a contract with that's deeply inconvenient because we've been negotiating this contract for a month. So I'm going to kind of ignore this feeling because it's probably just me being overly emotional or maybe I didn't drink enough coffee this morning and I'm going to sign this contract anyway. So there is this really sophisticated way that we avoid what our body's telling us. (laughs) And that's that's really all intuition is. And the um, you can anybody can be taught. I can teach anyone to recognize what's already there communicating to you. And then the second step is being able to use it intentionally.
1: Yes, that's the piece that I'm so interested in because, you know, first you get past the point of knowing that we have it. And then how do you really implement it intentionally? That is the piece that that I'd like to explore at some point. You know, you mentioned this thing about children, and I just have to you know, go back to that, because I, I often feel that children have, they have all the gifts that we're born with, and we have those still, but we suppress them over time. We learn to, to ignore certain things. Uh, but children don't have all of that history to suppress those gifts, and they use them um, and, and in, I see some children very early on life, you know, one, two, three years old, they will get a sense about someone immediately. You know, someone comes in the room and they start crying or they just don't want to be around that person. They can sense something that we don't often sense. You find that to be true?
2: Oh, totally. Um, I'm married to, uh, a man who is so trustworthy, like he's the kind of person that, Um, he's a a little on the edge of naive. It's one of my favorite things about him. Um, and he's like, just got a really kind heart and no matter where we've traveled and we've traveled all over the world, um, children approach him (laughs) and like tug on him and say hello. Like in malls, we've been in, you know, the Dominican Republic and children did that. We've been in, I mean, we have been all over the world. We were in Europe and that happened. And I found it just kind of interesting how children, um, until until like you said until they've learned to suppress that natural instinct we can call it even instinct we can use instinct and interchange that word with psychic sure. or intuition because it's kind of all that sort of hard to figure out where exactly it's coming from but it's that unspoken hesitation or even feeling that we get about something so uh, yeah for sure children i've watched children do that there is this um a YouTube video that's uh, traipsing around Facebook right now about a program in India where they're um, teaching, you know, kids from like eight to 13, um, extrasensory perception uh-huh. and having that be part of their education. It's one of my favorite videos I've seen recently. And, um, they're teaching them, they're having them do things like, you know, pick a card out of a stack with their eyes closed and then draw a picture of what you see.
1: Excellent. Uh, We'll be right back with Shoshana French.
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
3: Have you heard?
4: From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Flipman on TogiNet.com.
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Shoshana, you had talked about uh, um, this thing called the intuitive blueprint that you have, and it's a it's a test of some sort that allows us to figure out where we are in this space. Can you tell us more about that?
2: Yeah, so uh, the intuitive blueprint is a 36-question test. It takes about five minutes. It's on my website, uh, simplespirit.com. Pretty uh, pretty easy to take. They're really obvious questions about how you're oriented in the world. So the test is made up of two parts. Uh, So part one, we talk about what's your external orientation. So how do you like to connect? Are you someone who likes to connect emotionally? Are you someone who likes to connect physically? Are you someone who likes to connect mentally? Once you know that, then we talk about the second part, part two of the test, which is the four psychic senses. People hear, they know, they see, or they feel. And some people have all four, some people use one, some people use multiple. And then with those two things combined, your external orientation, so how you're oriented, with your uh, psychic senses, those two things together, tell me how your intuition works.
1: Wow. wow. Uh, it, must be, it must be one of those tests. 36 questions sounds like a big test, but if it only takes five minutes, they must be uh, easy Questions to answer, like what comes to mind for you right now? Yeah. Um, and like for just as an example,
2: an one of the uh-huh. question tests, and this, you would know, right, immediately if this was you or not, is um, when you meet people for the very first time, you like to connect with them physically. So you're a hugger. Uh-huh. Now that's either going to apply to you or not. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Interesting. Ah, I'm, I'm, okay. So where do we go to take this test?
2: So you go to simplespirit.com, and there is a link. It just says, want to take the test? You click on that, it takes you right to the test.
1: Super. Fantastic. Um, So simplespirit.com, that's where they can find you as well, I suppose.
2: Yes, that's exactly where they can find me.
1: All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, With the the test, there are uh, these different personalities, I guess, that you talked about. Um, Can you... Give us some insight as to what you see typically. Is it just really a a broad spectrum, and everyone? If you look at all the results that you've gotten, um, is everybody just spread evenly across those, or most people in certain parts of the country, certain parts of the world, of a certain type, or is it demographics have nothing to do with it?
2: Uh, what I have found, because you know, um, someone else asked me about gender specifically. Well, do you mm. find genders being more of one than the other. Um, And I've actually found that it's not um, demographics as far as age, where they are in the world. Um, Gender doesn't, I haven't seen that that's made any difference. If we looked at what people do for a living, that sometimes can give me insight into probably which one of the uh, external orientations they're going to be. So for example, um, people who are you know, very mind-oriented, like to answer questions. They ask a lot of questions. They like to solve problems. Um, those kind of people, they're mind intuitives. And uh, mind intuitives tend to be drawn to things like science or teaching. Um, they like to share their wisdom with others. They like to understand the world and be understood. They sometimes end up being coaches. I know a lot of coaches that are mind intuitives. That's interesting. And then... And then another type is uh, heart intuitives. That's what my husband is. So um, what I find is heart intuitives tend to be things like nurses. They're people who want to help people. They tend to be really generous. They um, want to care for people. They want to connect with people on a very deep emotional level. So you could kind of imagine the kind of jobs or industries that would draw those kind of people. Yes. And yes. then the last one is body intuitives. And that's what I am. Uh, body intuitives, uh, tend to relate to the universe through the physical world. So it's funny that I'm a psychic, right? So it seems like a, like you said, a super woo woo thing, but I'm a body intuitive. So even the way that I relate to intuition, to psychic phenomenon, doing the work I do is very, very physical. It's very, the real world. It's how I relate. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Wow. This is, I mean, you're opening up a whole. Whole new world for me as I as I try to put all these pieces together the the hearing the knowing the seeing the feeling and being the external or internal or emotional person um, it's almost like a Rubik's cube to uh, try to get all the colors to line up to know exactly what you are
2: yeah but is well, it that I'm- difficult. No, it's not actually. Um, when you said Rubik's cube, I'm like, I've never been able to solve one of those. In my entire <laughs> <life>. <laughs> Lord knows I have tried too. um, no, actually it's very simple. So, um, when people take the test, you're not going to, you're not going to come up with only one orientation. So often what happens for people is there one orientation in one area of life, and then maybe a different orientation in another area of life. So for me, In daily life and in my relationships, I'm definitely body-oriented. So my nieces and nephews, they know the way I want to be greeted is a great big hug. That's how I know I'm connected is through that physical experience. But when I work with clients, I'm very much mental. I'm very much mind-oriented. I like to solve problems. I like to understand. I like to put pieces together. And that's kind of how this work got developed is from my interest in trying to figure out how to teach any kind of person how to understand their intuition. So it's not it's not very complicated. You'll when people take the test, it'll be very, very clear what your scores are in your type. And then it will be really clear you'll either, you know, get a three, a two, a one, or a zero in a psychic sense. So you'll know you lose it you use it a lot or you don't use it at all. So it's pretty simple.
1: I see. Great, great. So once I've, once I've taken this test and I kind of get a sense of, or I, get, I guess I get more than a sense of, of my psychic uh, complexion, I guess, uh, then what do I, what do I do with that? How do I put that into play?
2: So uh, two different things you can do once you have that information. So the first thing is, uh, like I was talking about before or earlier, um, observation, observation. So what you can start doing is the moment that you have a sense or know sort of how your intuition works. So let's say that you're a mind intuitive, okay? So you're a mind intuitive, which means you like to connect mentally with others. So then what you want to start doing is just observing. Just observe how you connect with people. What do you do the first time that you meet people? How do you like to connect with them? What Do you find yourself asking a lot of questions? Do you find yourself, instead of asking questions, you're really trying to connect with them and find out what, how they feel? Or are you just trying to you know, be in their space and have them feel more at ease? Like, how, which one of these three things are you doing? And then you just observe that. And then what you do is just notice. Notice how your body feels. Notice what emotions are present. Notice what's happening in your head. And between those three things, you can really start to get a sense of, how your intuition is firing when you meet people, that's the best way to tell how your intuition's working is when you're just being with people.
1: That's oh, good excellent you know i i I'm, I'm, I'm smiling here because as i as you were describing, um, recognizing what you do, what you feel, what's going on when you meet people. Um, I imagine that's happening on their end too. Uh, do you ever get to a place where you, people, two people just know right away, they're just not going to hit it off because they're either too much alike or too different or is that, is that an issue?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a, it's, <laughs> it's, so funny. Um, I was just talking to a, a class about this, the, um, I think what can happen sometimes is heart intuitives. For example, people who are really emotionally oriented, um, meet people who are mentally oriented and, um, and they don't always understand each other. So, you know, a mind intuitive wants to understand. So they're going to ask a lot of, you know, logical questions and logistical questions and try to understand how something, you know, like, well, tell me more about that. Like, how does that work? Right. Versus a heart intuitive is going to ask questions about feelings. Well, how do you feel about that? Like, oh, you know, they're going to ask the same one. What do you do for a living? But after that, that it goes totally different. And a heart intuitive may find a mind intuitive very aloof and a a mind intuitive may find a heart intuitive really like, kind of like what, like you're so emotional. I don't understand what's going on with you. Why are you crying about that? So it, you know, it's, um, I think that it's versus people who wouldn't get along. I think this might identify for people why sometimes people rub them the wrong way. Oh. Right,
1: right. Just
2: like another level to understand the dynamics between people in relationship.
1: Yes, yes. This this actually would be a really good relationship tool. Um, to, it to is. Address.
2: I use it every day. <laughs>
1: so we may, we may we may change your title from psychic to psychic relationship healer. <laughs> uh, well, it's great because you know it has it has to do not only with your personal intimate relationships, but just your relationships overall, and and kind of know at least if you do, even if you don't know where the other person is or what type of person they are, if you're very clear on who you are, that can help you tremendously.
2: Certainly, um, I have a client who has been, in, and this is just an example of people that I do work with. He has been working on a merger for a long time for the last year. And he was getting ready to get on a phone call with kind of the, the key players. It was him and four other people. And he'd been thinking about it all week. And every time he thought about it, he kind of felt this like this sense of nausea. And um, because he's, he knows, um, because he knows that it's not related to, you know, what he ate because he knows to pay attention to those feelings. He just asked some questions, you know, which is part of what I teach, ask questions, see what your body says. So he just asked, you know, is there something going on with the merger? I can't see. And he got a very solid yes. And then he just asked, is there someone in the group who's, you know, not feeling this merger right now? And he was able to kind of narrow it down and identify one person. Um, and he was able to reach out to that person before this big phone call and, um, really assuage the guy's fear and they were able to move the, you know, this important merger forward. And certainly in the past, he would have just ignored kind of that feeling, you know, right.
1: well, this can help in so many areas of our life. And, uh, uh, gosh, I really, I really appreciate knowing that because I, uh, I'm, after we're done here, I'm taking that 36 question test. Good. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know what I've been doing, uh, that is either in alignment or in opposition to uh, what maybe some of the issues that I've I've run into are my own. And uh, instead of blaming everyone else, take a look at yourself, I guess, right?
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's always Uh, a good place to start. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, We're coming up to a break here. uh, But when we come back, um, Shoshana, you've already given us so much. But I want you to think about something that That we can do like right away and I I know you've always (laughs) already given us two or three things to do right away first of all take that test Uh, but really um, how we can begin to implement this information this knowledge this newfound wisdom about who we are and um, maybe some of the things that you are doing with your clients as well so if you're okay with that we'll do that. that sounds great all right super we'll be back with Shoshana French right after these messages
0: To meet with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
4: We often ask, Is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on TogiNet.com. and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature's Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying, to 14 ways to get a baby to eat, and so much more. It's baby and toddler instructions with Bly Flipman on toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: So, Shoshana, one of the things that uh, I I um, really recognize here as we're talking is that this, you know, this issue of, of, of getting in touch with our intuition, our psychic ability, et cetera. You know, we can try to do that on, on our own, but sometimes we need someone that has the wisdom, the guidance, the expertise like yourself to help us through that. Is that work that you do? And, and if so, how, how do we how do we get you to help us with that?
2: yeah well, so I want to teach um, your listeners and yourself um a tool a really easy tool that is one of the first tools I teach when we're learning intuitive development it's called body as a pendulum it's um not hard we're going to do it right now and um and then afterwards, I want to hear what your experience was, obviously, but then i'd love to tell your listeners about the programs I offer, and I do teach. Um, you know, development programs, both a six-month program and a three-month mentoring program. Uh, And I also do a psychic gifts conversation following people taking the test um, that you're going to be taking. But So let me just teach you body as a pendulum. Are you interested in learning how to do that?
1: I sure am.
2: Okay, great. So all listeners, if you can, for just a moment, if you have any distractions, just set them aside because, uh, this works better when you have your full attention on your body. So I'm just going to have you close your eyes and I want you to think of someone or something that you love and it's instant. Your whole body gets excited, happy when you think of this person or, uh, this place for some people, it's a place for some people, it's a person clearance. Do you have something in mind?
1: Uh, well, you know, certainly my mother comes to mind. She's not mm. with us, but, uh, I mean, when you said someone that I love, that's uh, she's at the top of the list always. So, um, that's, that was a first, I mean, there's certainly, certainly there's a list of the people that I love, but, but she was at the
2: that top. was the first good. Well, for your listeners too, whatever comes up first, use that. Cause it's the strongest energy for you and easiest to recognize. So I want you to think of your mom then. Think of your mom and remember, you know, the, um, the love she had for you and the love you have for her. And as you're thinking of that, what do you notice in your body? What physical sensations are in your body when you're thinking about that?
1: Mm, uh, it's almost a, an, an ease, a relaxation. It's like, ah, it's almost like a, a sense of security, of uh, protection. Uh, my body just kind of, Almost goes limp because I'm not tense.
2: Mm, perfect. What emotions are present when you think of your mom? Um,
1: well, love at the very top, um, but a, a sense of, of warmth. Um, you know, it makes me want to to open up and give. Um, mm. Yeah, love, I guess, and and joy.
2: Joy, and then I want you to notice one last thing. So. Still thinking of your mom. What is happening? As people say, what's happening between your ears? So, what's happening in your mental space? Is there anything there? Is it quiet? Is there one thought?
1: Um, You know, it's interesting that the the image that I have right now is, and what I'm thinking about is just looking into her eyes, just looking into her face, and have her smile at me. That's the, you know, there's nothing real complex about it mentally for me. It's it's more visual.
2: Got it. And there's, but there's not anything else. It's just that one thing.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's like an anticipation of her giving me a hug or something, but it's, it's mm. just yeah, looking into her face.
2: So our bodies know when something's a yes and our bodies know when something is a no. So when you think of someone you love, that's a yes. Your body knows that's a yes the physical sensations that you were describing. Those are all indications of a yes for you Mm. and the emotions that were present. Those are indications of a yes for you and that space where your mind wasn't totally full sort of racing, but just one vision of your mom looking into her eyes like that moment right before you would hug each other. That's all that was present, right? All of those things together is what I call a full body. Yes. Now, In life, we don't often have full body yeses, you know, just taking it completely outside of this really beautiful image you created of your mom when you walk into Whole Foods, right, and you're trying to figure out what vitamin D supplement you're going to buy, you're probably not going to get a full yes about it, right? right. You're not like, yes, I'm so excited (laughs) about that vitamin D. Probably not. But what you might instead is just find that you pick one bottle up and then, your body kind of relaxes a little bit like, okay, that's the one. So the thing to identify is is, is two things. One, noticing when any of these sensations of a yes show up when you're trying to make a decision. And then noticing when they don't show up. So I'll just give you a couple of examples, right? Of any kind of decisions that you might need to make in the future or one of your Listeners might need to make, there are times when we're just trying to make a really simple decision, like, you know, should I, um, you know, fit in this meeting tomorrow, even though there's not quite enough time, is that a yes or a no? Does it feel light to do that? Or does it feel really like not light? Does my body kind of the opposite of feeling relaxed? Does it feel all tightened up when I think about it? Then that's probably, a no. that's probably not a yes, or it can be a more serious decision. Should I marry this person? Do I feel a yes about that? Does that feel like a yes? Is it any element of a yes, a full body yes, or is it something else? So for your listeners, because I know that we had time limitations, I didn't go over uh, no, but for your self-clearance and then for your listeners, I recommend that you do exactly the same thing but for a no. So think of something for you that – really is inside of the realm of a no, whether it's, you know, something you've seen or experienced and then go through the same three things, check your body sensations, your emotions, and then your mental space. And that will tell you very clearly when something's a no. Cause it's not often that we're, that we're both. Usually when we're both, it's because our body's arguing with our brain or our body is arguing with our ego. You could say it that way too, right? right? So your body knows when something, when you feel totally relaxed, that's a yes. But when you feel all tightened up and scared, that is definitely not a yes.
1: Got it. Oh, that's, that's pretty powerful. I, I like that. Um, you know, we, we, I get so into the analysis of making the decision yes or no um, that I don't pay attention to the rest of this full body um, this full body, yes, this pendulum you talked about. Yep. Oh, I love that. I'm going to start using that immediately.
2: Awesome. I love it. It's a, it's one of the simplest tools that I know, and um, it's good for making decisions. So for listeners who might want to, you know, really expand their ability to use their intuitive gifts, I wouldn't use that tool for trying to get information about something. It's really just a yes-no decision. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. The right tool for the right job, as they say.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Don't use it for everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's really good for
2: decision making. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they say to a to a hammer, everything is a nail. But that's not right. quite
2: the <laughs> quite Yeah. The case. No. You probably don't want to yeah, you probably don't want to use a, a uh, hammer to open the window. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Uh, So people can
2: find me, um, unsimplespirit.com and, uh, I do offer, like I said, a few different programs and I, um, I'm offering a special, is this, is is this now a good time to mention it? Oh, it's a
1: perfect time. I was just about to ask you, how do we work with you one-on-one?
2: So I offer, um, coaching programs, but I'd love to just meet your, your listeners. So I'm offering a very special clearance podcast, True Life Academy, um, Discount 50% off of what I normally offer for a one-on-one session. I do 30 minute sessions, 60 minute sessions, or something called a power clearing session. So um, you can find more information about what I do and rate information on simplespirit.com and then that's also where you can book. And my um my business um Manager Jennifer, she knows about today, and that I'm going to be on this podcast. So she'll be looking for people asking for that discount.
1: Fantastic. So, oh gosh, a 50% discount that's huge.
2: Well, I want to work with as many people as possible. So, even if I'm only doing one session with someone and we get to introduce them to this and they really get to start using their intuition, then I feel like my job gets done. I really want as many people as possible engaged.
1: Wow. Fantastic. So in order to get that 50% discount, they have to, uh, sign up and enter. What would you, what was that you said? Climate um,
2: all they podcast. need, yeah, all they need to do is the, when they book the appointment, there'll be a place to put a note. Just say, um, you can either write Clarence podcast or new life Academy. Oh, sorry. True life Academy. Either okay. one works.
1: Fantastic. All right. you've got someone monitoring that. That's fantastic. So everyone, just that, that, minute or two that we spent doing this i feel like i'm ready to go tackle a few more decisions here more comfortably uh, and and i know with the limited time that we had here that we didn't even scratch the surface uh, of, of what's available and i saw so i really really encourage that you you reach out to shoshana and find a way to uh to to really understand what's going on for you psychically intuitively Instinctively, however you want to say it, uh, those are that's very very powerful. It's a part of us that we need to to use as we go through our life. So Sh- Shoshana, um, in the limited time that we have left, is there any one thing you want to just let us know about, tell us about, uh, just give us a word of wisdom or something that that uh, that you have on your mind?
2: Yeah, I would say two things. One is that. Um, we're in this energy right now where people are awakening and, um, all of us are doing that. And one of the ways to awaken is to, um, is to get more present Mm -hmm. is to be more mindful. And, um, often people steer away from meditation because it feels a little intimidating. Um, but meditation isn't just sitting and being quiet, but it, it can also, uh, be through walking or movement. So if you, have thought about meditating, but have not been able to get started, get started. What I would recommend is get started. Find either a sitting down quiet meditation or a movement meditation and include that in your daily routine. It will make all the difference. It has made all the difference for me, my 20 year practice of meditation for sure.
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And and so, Sean, I just want to take a moment to say thank you very, very, very much for spending the time with us. I, I know you're very busy, and for you to share your wisdom with us is absolutely priceless. I really appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, I love the fact that you just taught us so much right here. And so uh, anything I can do for you, let me know. Thank you for joining tonight.
2: Thank you so much. I so appreciate who you are in the world, and I uh, really appreciate the honor of being on your show. Thank you.
1: All right. All right, everyone. Uh, that's it for this week. We will see you again next week, or at least talk with you. And until then, remember, live with an attitude of gratitude. Live in thanks. Give when you can. Giving is a two-way street. And because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. We'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Take care.
0: For joining us on today's True Life Academy, certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker Clarence Caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of, yes, the life you were intended to live.